Welcome to I Hear Design and Interiors and Sources podcast series. My name is Adrienne Thompson, the host for today's episode, as well as Associate Editor for Interiors and Sources. So as everyone in the design industry knows, interior design is of course a critical component when it comes to creating the right vibe in an establishment, especially in the hospitality industry. This is why interior designers go to great lengths when it comes to specifying the right products, like furniture, for these spaces. However, when space is at a premium, like it is in the hospitality sector, which also sees a lot of high traffic use, the technicalities of specifying furniture can sometimes seem daunting for architects and designers. So that is why we have today's guest joining us to offer some tips when it comes to choosing the right furniture for hospitality spaces. Here with us to chat about the topic is Michael Chaflin, who is the Executive Vice President of Samuelson Furniture, which is a longstanding manufacturer of seating and case goods for the hospitality industry. Michael, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thanks for having me on, super excited to be here. Absolutely. So to get us started with our conversation, when it comes to specifying furniture for hospitality spaces, which I'm sure you've had plenty of experience with in your position, mm -hmm. what would you say are the main factors designers should consider? Well, I mean, it's, a, it's certainly a long-winded answer to really cover that, but um, I think the first thing we really need to address is that when dealing with hospitality furniture, or custom hospitality furniture, I should say, <clears throat> you uh, essentially are being asked to come out with an entire custom collection of furniture um, in a very condensed period of time, okay? So typically when a furniture manufacturer is working on a collection of product, um, they're taking the time to design, prototype, engineer, redesign, fine tune, then redesign again, et cetera, et cetera, until everything's kind of worked out. We don't really have that luxury in hospitality uh, furniture. You know, every day that the hotel isn't open is lost revenue for that property. So we're all working on super tight timeframes and uh, we're in a really challenging environment right from the onset, okay? So that's, I think, the biggest thing for people to, to really understand. Um, and then, of course, you know, there are some basic things to take into consideration or what may seem as basic, but are often, you know, details that may be, you know, not thoroughly thought out. Um, you know, what type of, of products or materials are you specifying uh, for that furniture and where is that furniture being used? So for instance, seemingly basic, but the type of stone that you're using on a nightstand, is that stone gonna be resistant to a cup of water sweating on it all night long right. uh, and not leave a ring stain? Um, you know, that's the type of thing you really need to think about. Um, going further into componentry, you know, one of the big things in our industry right now is incorporating technology into the furniture. And um, I would say most prevalently uh, LED product. So, you know, 75% of the rooms that we're doing now are incorporating LED in, in some way, shape, or form in the furniture. Um, so what type of LED are you using for, uh, for that product? What type of LED are you specifying? Or, or are you trusting the manufacturer to bring that type of product to the table for you? Um, it's increasingly important to make sure that things like electronic components are properly UL rated specifically for use in furniture. It's something that I see um, 
that's kind of not thought about until until uh, us as a manufacturer are getting involved. Um, but you know, there's a specific UL Red classification for LED product that's going into furniture. Furniture is a it's a big piece of wood. It's basically a giant piece of kindling wood. And should you have a problem with an electronic component in there, where you know you have a solder that cracks or pops, or you have a resistor that fails inside of the driver, uh, you have a serious potential for fire there. Um, so you know things that are maybe seemingly simple are are really the things that can cause a lot of problems down the line. So that's you know I think one of the main things to to be looking at is not just the the product but the componentry that you're planning on specifying for use in that product. It's all about the details. It is, it is. Yeah. And I think it goes to show that, you know, while style is an, is an important component, of course, especially in hospitality spaces, durability goes a long way too. And like you said, can, can this tile or stone hold up to a glass of water? Um, you know, can the bed withstand hundreds of different people sleeping in it throughout the year, all these different considerations. Right, absolutely, absolutely. There's uh, things like cantilevered nightstands now or cantilevered shelves, um, cantilevered desks. Uh, you know, any sort of cantilevered product is, is becoming more and more uh, prevalent in, in our industry as well. And that type of thing really requires its, its own type of, of design and engineering blend. So in order to achieve the aesthetic look that the designer is really looking for, but also make a product that's uh, safe for the marketplace, because people may stand on these nightstands, they could sit on them, they could use them as a diving board into the bed, you know, there's also- <laughs> Who knows what goes on in those rooms? <laughs> you don't know what goes on in those rooms. And, and we've gotten some pretty interesting phone calls about, you know, <laughs> things that have broken or how they've broken. So, you know, people really do- push the limits with that kind of stuff in a hotel room. So yeah. you have to think about all that. Exactly. And, you know, I think it just circles back to some trends we see across all sectors in the interior design industry is things that are multifunctional. And of course, things that have longevity because people really are taking into consideration a product's entire life cycle as well. Absolutely. You know, the product's going to be there for, for 12 to 15 years, the, the case good product, especially. And, you know, that is all related to uh, ROI for the property. So, you know, not just what the room looks like in, in year one, but what does the room look like in year seven, year eight? And are they able to demand the same room rates that they were in year one or year two, despite the marketplace? But is the room still pretty enough to demand those rates, right? How is that furniture product uh, weathered? You know, it's, it's a big factor to take into consideration. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, considering all these different facts, factors, what would you say, you know, just in your experience, are your top recommendations of what to look for when specifying this kind of furniture? Well, you know, I think it's really kind of a difficult thing to pinpoint down because I think so much of it truly has to do with the people that you're working with. So, you know, as a manufacturer, you're really being asked to engineer product from a, um, from, a, from a design intent. So, you know, you're either getting an image of, of, of something that a designer has found or, or, or a, a hand rendering of, of something that, that a designer would like to use in a specific area. Um, and then it really relies on the manufacturer many times, I would say 90 to 95% of the time to really 
properly engineer that product for it to 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 be safe, durable, and and long lasting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there's basic things that everybody should know, like utilizing a fitted corner block in a in a in a joint area, or or that uh you know a, a chair rail should be should be double doweled into the chair leg. Um, those are types of things that people can certainly educate themselves on uh, to know kind of what like the baseline should be for a, a well-made piece of furniture. Um, but I really have to stress that I think it's really important that people are aware of who they are working with to make sure that that person or that, that company really knows what they're talking about. Do they really understand? Are they really, are they really craftsmen? Um, you know, and do they have the ability to, to really help you engineer something so that you're, you're delivering a safe product to your customer? Right. And I know, you know, just in your personal experience, I know Samuelson Furniture has had four generation owned company, you know, plenty of experience in creating these types of products for these spaces. So how have you applied some of these tips and considerations to your own work with the company over the years? Well, that's a that's a great question. So, um, you know, one of the things that that we're finding, and and we didn't touch on it uh, in the specification area, but one of the things that we're finding over the last few years has that uh, a lot of these guest rooms now are what we are calling modular millwork or semi millwork. So what that means is that you basically have a a product that needs to take up an entire wall. You know, it's either a headboard system that's incorporating nightstands that may have a wardrobe off to the side of it, um, or a mini bar unit that's also incorporating a wardrobe with a luggage bench, uh, so on and so forth. And these items need to really look completely built in. So, you know, the engineering of that and and where you're putting your KD points, which are which are knockdown points, they're essentially areas on the furniture where you're able to break them into smaller uh, pieces so that you can physically move them through the property. Um, so one of the things that I really like to stress, um, and and I can give you a great example of how we utilize that, is being very aware of where your KD points need to be on this product in order for something to be physically carried through the building. Is it going to make it inside of the elevator? Is it going to make the turn from the hallway through the guest room uh, door? Um, do you have the height to, de- to now stand something up? Uh, you know, all these things that really need to be taken into consideration. And uh, not long ago, we did a property in uh, New York City, a uh, beautiful uh, property that the designer wanted to utilize a uh, semi-millwork unit that basically ran from the uh, guest room door all the way through that, that guest room uh, foyer which was about six to eight feet of, of walking, uh, you know, through that corridor uh, before you actually hit your, your actual guest room. Mm-hmm. And so obviously you're not going to be able to move an eight foot high piece that's eight feet long through any area of the, of the uh, property, let alone through the guest room door, right? right? So that's the kind of thing that we are, we're engineering so that it can be broken down into smaller componentry but ultimately when it's assembled, look like that real piece of millwork. So being super mindful of where you're putting those KD points, how are the KD points being reassembled or reconnected or joined to each other so that you have a strong structure there, not just something that can be broken down into small pieces, but something that can be 
you know, durable and withstand people abusing it in, in all sorts of ways. Um, so that was a, an interesting challenge, um, especially in that hotel, because I think as in most hotels, the ceiling heights were obviously, you know, slightly different from room to room. Um, and there were different small variances from, from one room to the next as far as width of, of hallway and corridor. And, you know, we had to leave areas there that could be manipulated on site by the typical installation crew uh, to, to handle those small nuances that would pop up. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because I think, like you said, just being able to navigate this furniture through the space, that's not always something people, it's kind of a forethought. You almost think, you don't yeah. think about it until you have it there and it's like, oh God, what do we do now? So Absolutely. yeah, very important. And even to take it a step further, not just how is it going to be broken down and how is it going to, to move through the property because of its physical size, but how difficult is it going to be to move that actual product through? Meaning, how much does that particular piece weigh? How many men does it take to put this item on the wall? Right. You know, can, can this be done with, with you know, uh, two installation uh, you know, people or does this require three? Is it going to be an hour and a half or two hours in each room to install this? Or is it going to be done in, in an hour, mm -hmm. right? So all those, those kind of uh, backside costs that end up popping up oh, that yeah. maybe weren't thought about in, in the beginning, you know? Man hours are expensive. You got 500 rooms. Now you got to get these guys to flow through. Every hour and every, every additional person that, that's, you know, being billed for um, costs money. Yeah, can really fluctuate the budget one way or the other, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, taking all of this into consideration, I know we've been focusing on the hospitality industry, but in your opinion, Michael, how would you say specifying furniture for the hospitality spaces is similar or different to specifying it for other commercial spaces like healthcare or education? Can these same tips and thoughts be applied? I think you can take the same tips and thoughts and, and, and apply them, yes, but of course the, the thought process is going to be different. So, you know, when you're dealing with a hospitality environment, you know, you're obviously catering to a, a large spectrum of people, um, you know, typically on the high end of the market, you're, you're, you're catering to a, a certain type of, of customer, right? So they're expecting a certain level of, of um, aesthetic and, and product that's, that's on site there. Um, as opposed to dealing with something like healthcare or senior living, where you know you have a completely different customer base or end user, and that that the the important aspects of that product is completely different to them than it would be to somebody who is working in the hospitality sector, of right? Um, you know, how does the arm interact? The arm of the of the chair. How does that interact with? With the, with the end user and are they able to transfer all of their weight through that arm to get up off of the chair? Um, how deep is that seat? Um, you know, how easily can they, can they sit themselves down and then get back up out of that piece? Um, how easily are, is that product cleaned? You know, it becomes a whole different thought process. So yes, I think you can take the same principles, but you have to be very, very aware of who the end user is and what they're expecting on their end. Definitely. You know, I think whoever is listening can definitely walk away with some great advice and tips after hearing your thoughts on specifying furniture in the hospitality industry. So, Michael, I just want to thank you so much for joining me and sharing your experience in this sector. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so yeah. much.
Absolutely. As for those who are listening, you can always learn more about Samuelson Furniture and what the company has to offer different hospitality spaces on their website at samuelsonfurniture.com. While you are there, I highly recommend taking a look at their online furniture education, excuse me, education center. It's a new thing called Samuelson University. It's this really cool free digital resource for the design and hospitality community. Basically, it's gonna offer you free downloadable fact sheets, white papers and educational videos, all on the different technicalities of furniture and just provide more valuable insight in that area. Otherwise, thank you for joining us and I encourage you to browse the rest of our I Hear Design episodes on interiorsandsources.com. Thank you.